0: All right, everyone, welcome back to Macos to the Movies. Rob and I are here. We're talking about Halo Season 2, Episode 3. And, Rob, I've, I've done something very different for this one because I thought about the last episode that we did reviewing, you know, 1 and 2. And for the first time ever, I actually, in front of me, have... A notepad. Well, I have my phone, which I open my notepad and have actual notes about this episode. And the yes, re- yes the reason why I did that is because I-, I wanted to break down some actual segments of this show. And one of the reasons why I did that, too, is because. I found myself going through this episode before we get really into it and my son Brandon was sitting here watching it with me and he said one thing during it and he said why the hell is this show so goddamn boring um <laughs> and that was all he's that was all he said um didn't say anything else and it really made me go yeah this is this is why I took notes and This is not, again, I'm going to state one of my things that I said was I don't hate this episode, but it just feels like not like the overall feels like there's not a lot that happens. It's almost like you get a meal brought to the table and the presentation is amazing, but there's nothing really of substance there when you bite into it now. I've got a lot of notes on some of the reasons why that is. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let you say a couple things first here. I don't wanna just you know, continue.
1: You know, it feels like we we're on this slow plod towards landing on the ring world when we actually expect stuff to start happening. It's it is this slow build. And when I say slow, I mean like glacially slow build towards what we're kind of hoping for because by the time they actually get to the halo ring world you can't imagine that they're still focused on all of this unse bullshit behind the scenes right like right. i can't imagine we're still doing that to this extent like we're not still worried about soren at all or Quan ha when we're on halo like i it, it feels like that's not what that is going to be you you can't once you land on halo who gives a damn about anything else going on outside of it? That's what we want to see. And then if, and when they show the flood, like at that point, like it's mm-hmm. the game completely changes at that point. So, uh, yeah, it feels like we're just taking our good, sweet time to get to the thing that we're, we're trying to get to. And I'm not sure what point it serves. Um, you know, we kind of start off with this episode, making John very emotional and he's acting, I would say petulant at times. And that's a choice. Mm -hmm. I I know there are layers of secrecy to all levels of the military. There's, you know, different classifications of, of, you know, classified and top secret and, and everything else. But what's the risk reward of keeping your war hero, the guy that's keeping everybody full of hope, keeping, you know, Why not keep him in the loop? The enemy is alien, not a rival human military. So I, I kind of, we made a a last Jedi reference last week where it's like, why are you keeping your people out of the loop on what is going on? What is the benefit of secrecy? And I don't understand it. It's not like, what are they worried that he's actually a covenant spy and is going to leak the information? Like, I, I just, what is the, I, I don't understand it.
0: Yeah, I, it might have something to do with the fact that they're just, I mean, maybe it's just because they're just supposed to follow orders and when they need them to battle, they'll battle. So, you know, John showing, you know, emotion and things like that, maybe they're worried that he'll screw up the plan because I I said that I said last week with our review that I I didn't really, I never understand the trope of we hide everything. Um, I thought we got a little bit more with Eckerson this week that I liked. And and those were some of the notes that, that I took. Um, but one of the things I want to talk about, um, first, and it was my first bullet point was if you're starting this show and again, they do like an opening scene and then they show that intro and my note for that was. The opening to any show should engage you. Halo's introductionary video feels completely boring. Now compare that to something like The Walking Dead and when that music hits, regardless of what The Walking Dead did in later seasons, that opening theme song still triggered an emotion. Mm. Um you know, you hear the music or or think about any really good score. We've talked about this with movie reviews or other TV shows that you can think of. You know, Game I think of of Game of Thrones. I think of the show Lucifer, Um, you know, that I was really into
1: um, Black Sails. I mean, if you don't get goosebumps when the black sales theme comes on, I think you're pro you will not pass the I'm not a robot test because you're clearly you're a robot. Right.
0: And I sit here and I watch the opening, the intro to Halo. And besides that opening that, you know, that mostly everybody would know. And then it turns into, I don't even know what to call it. Um, Nothing about that intro is interesting Mm. to me. It doesn't bring me into the show. A good intro should bring you into the show. You should want to be the person. You should strive for that person to not hit skip intro just because right. there's something badass about it. And when Brandon, you know, it was one of the things that I went back to when Brandon said, why is this sh- like show just so goddamn boring? Your intro it's Frickin' Halo, we've talked about it at length. Your intro to me is boring, is generic. You do a discredit to the actual, like, the themes and the songs that have been used in Halo, in the games, with this intro. And it it just, it continues to beg a question for me of... I would love to be in that room and say, okay, what is the thought process? What do you think a, B and C are doing to bring in an audience to bring in a new audience? Are the people that I think they made season one for, are they still here for season two? Are they still invested after three episodes? Did they even bother to come back? Um, And I should look up ratings and for yeah, I should do some more research and for episode four, I will, but what is this show doing? Are you capturing the audience that you thought you would? Are you capturing the audience that you should have? Because there are parts in this where I go, okay, anybody who might've tuned into this just to see what it was, the casual person that has Paramount plus, are they still here and why? What happens that's actually emotionally gripping to keep somebody who isn't like, oh, I'm a Halo fan or, oh, well, uh, of course I know what Halo is. What is happening in these episodes and in this season that gets the casual viewer to say, yes, I'm going to watch.
1: You kind of blew my mind a little bit when you were talking about the opening, because when we were watching this most recent one, my son actually did hit skip intro and I said nothing about it. Now, if he and I would have been watching the X Men animated series or Mandalorian, and if you hit skip intro in my house, like you're, like you have to find a new home. You can't listen. Like I just, <laughs> like you're just, if you skip intro on those, like I'm sorry, like I disown you. Like you're just, yeah. you don't, you're clearly not of my DNA. Um, and yeah, like I didn't even think about it. And like, he just did it. And I just, it didn't even register to me like that. That was wrong. Cause I didn't care. Um, and it's crazy because if you think about the music for halo, it is beyond iconic in, in video game history. So yeah, I kind of feel like you're really onto something with
0: that. It's just, it's, you know, I think, uh, I took a different approach to this, this episode. Um, because I wasn't really happy with my portion of the review for episodes one and two. I don't think I did a good enough job with actually trying to break it down and think about it because I was just like, oh God, it's just the same vibes. And I'm trying to like, I was trying to think of better ways to explain my thoughts on this. And, you know, some of the other things that I wrote down is, you know, you go from that opening intro, but the opening shot is, Again, this show does have great set pieces. There's some great cinematography here. Um, but then it is immediately. It's for every one step forward I felt, and especially in this episode. Every one step forward, you take two steps back. And you have a really good opening shot where they're walking through the forest. They get in, and there's some tension there of, ooh, this place is empty. What's going on? Yeah. What are they going to find? And then there's a little bit of a tense... There's, there's that tense standoff with the team, Um, you know, stand down, don't fire your weapons. Like you're in so much trouble right now. And it's like, okay, like I don't expect them to kill those soldiers, but any of the tension is immediately, immediately gone because it's don't move master chief. You're under orders. Don't do this. As soon as he opens that door, they for 45 seconds before that, they threaten fire as soon as he opens the door, don't shoot. Stand down. What? Okay, your tension's gone. You 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 just told them not to do that, but there's there's no fight. There's no nothing. Um, and I was just like, okay, well that scene felt wasted. You, it, like, you could have very easily not gone through any of that, and if they just went there, nobody's there, and they come back. And they skip to the scene where Keys is yelling at Master Chief, what's different? What what Nothing. did you lose from the what did you lose?
1: Here's the other question. If you just tell Master Chief, Cobalt team was killed in action on a mission that was vital to the success of the UNSC and the in sa- the safety and uh, you know continued existence of humanity, he just goes to bed.
0: Like, mm-hmm.
1: He doesn't question anything. Why, what is the benefit of continuing to lie about it? And, and there's another big lie coming in a little bit later that, that we'll get into. And, and I have some thoughts on that. I'm going to, I'm going to need my soapbox here. Uh, cause I, I've got, I've got, I've got some material on this. Um, I just don't understand the continued benefit of of lying and keeping them in the dark or not even not even just lying, but like telling a bad lie. Like, why Mm -hmm. not tell a why not tell a more plausible lie than what you've given them? They they clearly have the ability to deceive and and they
0: they have the ability to manufacture things and lie. Yeah, good lie. It's the equivalent of you catching your kid with a crayon in their hand and writing all over the wall. And they're like, I didn't do it. Yeah, it. it, okay. like, why are you lying to me? Like, yeah, it's going to clean up and I can just tell you, like, don't do that again. But why? Why Why are you lying to me? I I clearly know that like I clearly know that something is not right here. So why lie to me? It's also
1: very similar to like when your dog eats something that he's not supposed to, and you're trying to get it out of his mouth and he immediately takes off running. And the yes. more that like you catch him with it, the more he's just going to continue to just like, not let you get it out of his mouth.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it feels a lot
1: like both of those things at the same time.
0: Yeah. And you know, I, I'm going to go back and forth. Cause again, I don't, I don't hate this episode. I really don't. Um, I don't either. For what yeah, it's worth. You know, I, I don't hate this episode. I certainly, for whatever reason, even though it did feel very boring, I actually overall, and we'll talk about this more, I like it better than the first two. Um, and one of the reasons is I actually like some of the stuff that we get here with Eckerson. I enjoy it. I like some of the the stuff with master chief. Um, I think there's way more of a story there and there could have been more focus on chief losing or what people think is him losing his sanity and tension with the team. Um, because it seems like we're just going to gloss over that because he's going to be right. It seems like by episode four, it's going to be like, Oh shit. Master chief was right. We're with you, buddy. Let's go kill some covenant. Um, I there think they did could've... seem
1: like there was something there that they could have explored a little bit more. But the three of them, particularly Kai, who's yes. got his back all the time, like she is his number two, like mm-hmm. she's definitely the closest Spartan he's got. It felt like that could have been something. And then when when we get to the end of the episode, like all
0: that seems like kind of wasted. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think they could have tapped into more of that. I, I I I like where they were starting to maybe go with that, but. I like Eckerson in this episode a lot, actually. Um, I actually thought the stuff with his dad was really good. Um, Hmm. I'm sure that can probably hit home to a lot of people um, that you've either dealt with that yourself or know someone. You know, you had a friend who who dealt with some of the things that he was dealing with. I, I thought he was much better in this episode, and they gave him some better background. I really also liked the fact and they kind of flipped the script a little bit. Um, now when, uh, Dr. Hazley uh, towards the end was telling him how, Oh, I knew, like, did you think I didn't know about your sister? I'm like, Oh God, I at ab- Hall. No, it's Halsley. I, I mispronounced it. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Um, I absolutely hated that. Like, of course, like, uh, of course, I love how they kind of flipped it. Cause what you normally expect probably Rob is for him to be, oh, tell me about her. Oh my God. I really like the fact that he comes back. Like he goes to leave the room and he's like, I just didn't want you to be alone. I'm not a monster. And he brings in uh, Sauron. I, I like that. Cause I felt like that was a little bit more, Going against the grain where normally that person would break down and somehow that's how she gets out of there because oh, you you said the magic keyword to you know open up the lock. I like that he seemed like, all right, you want to mess with me and try and you know give me some emotional terrorism. You know what? You're not better at this than I am. I I like that part.
1: I did enjoy kind of that back and forth a little bit because. I, I you know it seemed like Halsey had taken the upper hand, and I had written down, "God damn, Halsey is so badass!" Like there was <laughs> there was a moment where she just really just laid it on the table, and I was just like, "Oh God, she is just ripping this guy to shreds!" Like it was it was awesome, and I I in general do like her character. I I think it's kind of interesting, um, kind of how they're they're positioning her. It and she's she's evil. Like don't get me wrong, she has done some incredibly <laughs> awful stuff to kids like awful um you know flash clones all that the morality around so much of what she does you could you could do like 17 doctoral theses on what she's done but all that being said she's just i i as a character as somebody to to just watch and be entertained by oh she's great and then You're right. You know, instead of just kind of letting her have the upper hand, Ackerson's like, "Okay, I see that. And I raise you this. And he (laughs) drops Soren right in there. And, you know, I'd been wondering for a while. Okay, so they keep showing Soren. They keep, you know, throughout season one after Chief and he don't meet up again at any point. It's like how they keep telling this piece of story. How is this actually going to turn into anything that's going to? eventually, and I said this last week, I think it has to tie back into the main story at some point. And now here it is. So, okay. Like, fine. Let's, let's see what they do with it. Um, let's, let's see how that, you know, the, those two kind of the the two main stories that are really telling, which, you know, the, the chief and everything he's doing and, and the covenant attack. And and then they had, you know, Quan and Soren, like, doing their thing on magical, which they completely glass the planet. And I love, there's a line very early. Quan says that uh, losing the planet was her fault. And I wanted to jump off my couch and just yell no shit. (laughs) Yes, it was. I agree. You got that one right. Because pushing away the UNSC when they clearly needed the military help certainly didn't help her planet. Like, yeah, we we've got like, you know, some sticks and stuff and we're doing mushrooms in the woods here. But, uh, you guys with the, with the giant spacesuits and the, and the guns and stuff like that, um, that might actually be able to fend off this alien threat. Now nah, we don't need you. We're good. We're going to be, we're going to be independent. That's, that's better for us in some way. I'm like, yeah, it's your planet got glassed. It's, it's your fault. Um, so I, I definitely agree with her on that.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agreed. Um, and I, I want to stick on Eckerson for a little bit. Cause again, I thought, I, I thought he was really good. In this episode with his, you know, finding out, you know, his relationship with his dad. Um, I thought that was really well done. And even his personal, it it didn't feel like he was using it to manipulate her. It it felt like when he said, I'm just going to like, I'm going to say this. um, And I I have it here. So, um, you know, sometimes people don't get better. And holding on can do more damage. I like that because it didn't it didn't feel like, again, some of the things that are typical in shows or in movies, it didn't feel like he was saying a line to manipulate. It just mm-hmm. felt like he was actually having a real moment there for a second to somebody that is close to Master Chief, who, like you said, is number two, usually sticks by his side. Um It just, it felt real. It didn't feel like a manipulation tactic. And I just, I liked him in this episode a lot um, because I wasn't really a fan, but I thought they did a really good job of kind of humanizing him and in a little bit of a way, um, giving him a little bit more of a reason why there are some secrets i don't totally agree with it but i did get a little bit of a when especially when he was talking to commander keys i kind of got a little bit of a thanos vibe of you know when he was talking to dr strange he's like well with all six stones i could snap my fingers and everybody would be gone um so what i'm doing is actually mercy because i could just get rid of everybody um his portrayal of yeah, these are hard decisions, but if we, if we stand here and fight, we absolutely lose overall and we're going to lose, but we have to take losses in order to maybe consider finding a way to win. All right. So but this is where here we go. Yep, here <laughs> I can tell go. I've got my soapbox.
1: I'm firmly standing on it, which I'm already pretty tall to begin with. So yeah, I, I now I'm like eight foot 37. Um, He has the line, you know, when, when keys realizes that, yes, the covenant are there. Reach is functionally lost at that point. Um, They just don't know it yet. It just hasn't happened yet. And they're they're talking about, you know, why not, why not evacuate or whatever. And and they're talking about the chaos and the panic. If you evacuate, um, which as opposed to literally everyone dying, explain this to me like I'm five. The best way to save the most people is to let them all die. What am I missing? Like, you know, I'd maybe try to fight the threat and evacuate and maybe save a bunch of people, but the vibes were off. You know, I just, I wasn't feeling it. I, I was in my not really care about a lot of people era. Like, I, I just, I don't understand it. Yes, a mass evacuation would indeed cause a panic, but you know what else would cause an even greater amount of panic? A bunch of covenant elites turning everybody into pink mist and shoving their energy swords right through their sternum. That seems worse in every way than just saying, all right. Here's what we know that we know they're here. We have the ability to try to do the evacuate as many as we can. We're going to lose some people, but we're going to save as many as we can. We're going to put up a fight. We're already are going to lose a bunch of military assets because reach seems like a very important world in terms Mm -hmm. of resources, in terms of population, in terms of UNSC personnel, in terms of UNSC equipment and, 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 millions of people and it just seems like he's like you know what i'm dipping and he just gets on his carrier he's got a couple other people and they just you know piss off into space as opposed to doing literally anything to try to save reach explain it to me like i'm five how
0: is this logical all right so you've got your soapbox and i agree I will only give one defense for this because I don't think you see how many... I mean, it seems like there's only a couple of people on the ship, but if I remember it correctly, it was a very tight quarter shot where you couldn't really see exactly everything. And my only defense for his reasoning of not doing a mass exodus is when he's like, it'll set in panic, everything else. My only thought is... If they announce it, knowing that the Covenant's there, and maybe the Covenant doesn't know that eckerson I'm assuming. This is my assumption. The Covenant doesn't know that Eckerson knows that they're there. They're doing whatever it is they're doing, getting prepared to glass the planet. If he signals a full-scale evacuation and there's mass panic, then the people that he needs to get off that planet could be caught in the fact that the covenant will just immediately glass the planet instead of whatever they're doing, gathering resources or whatever it is they're getting. That is my only defense for why he's saying we're just going to have to accept the losses because I need these people out. That's Which my year.
1: I hear, hear you you can do both. Like, oh, yeah, if you've got say 10 people, you have to get off of there. You get them off of there and then you put up the resistance, which also, by the way, going back to one of the other problems that I had, knowing that you're just going to allow the planet to be glassed with Silver Team and the Master Chief there. Why go through all this hassle of preventing him from finding out what actually happened to Cobalt if you just know the whole planet's getting glassed anyways? Like it was this whole like red herring for no reason at all when it's just like yeah you're all just going to die anyway so like why why even waste the breath to argue with them over it when like, you've got more important it. things to do
0: yeah there there's plenty of holes in it um again i don't i don't think it's uh i don't think it's a good reason and i think they could have I, again just like the tension between chief and the team i think it could have been executed way better and i think um I think maybe the first two episodes and this one being all about the actual team making it so that even the viewer is like, geez, maybe Master Chief is going a little bit crazy. Like maybe, yeah, like maybe taking Cortana out had other effects that they didn't foresee. And that's how we get Cortana back. Because, again, that's a decision that I'm just like, why are you doing this? Your core base wants to see Cortana. We've seen her for 45 seconds through three episodes. Yeah. in a show called halo. Right. Like we've
1: seen the actual halo ring for maybe four seconds at the end
0: of uh, season one, I think. (laughs) So there, there again, there's, there's certain things here that I'm just like, Oh, who are these choices for? What do they do to further the story? What do they do to keep a casual viewer? Um, And to me, the answer is they don't. But again, some more research for episode four to see what kind of, you know, numbers I say in quotation, this is drawing.
1: But I'm excited to hear what you're able to come up with, because I know that streaming numbers are notoriously difficult to come by. You know, is this does Paramount uh, as a whole regard this show as a success? success? Are they are they doing the numbers they wanted to do in terms of? attracting new subscribers and retaining, you know, the certain amount of subscribers that are here for this, that, you know, this show has been off the air for over a year. You know, it's been two years basically since we've we've been, we've talked about this show. In the meantime, have people disconnected their service that signed up for this? You know, everybody does that thing where you do the free trial, you put your credit card number in and then they're banking that you're going to forget to cancel it in time. And then they can bill you for it. Um, Did they get enough of that for people that were into this? right um i even think they were giving out like three month uh trials on game pass
0: as a uh as a perk or
1: something like that am i am i right about that was it three months or how long was it you are absolutely correct i believe it was exactly three months so so it's um yeah that's that's interesting
0: well um I do actually have one thing, and this was posted by the Game Awards. This is for Season 1. Halo the ser- Series was the number one show on Paramount Plus last year, eclipsing Yellowstone and 1883, which was mm. their other two biggest ones. So, so Those are shows people talked a lot about. Absolutely a resounding success for Season 1. Hmm. They do go on to say, though, while the Halo series was a huge rating success, it could not fend off criticism from the community. Specifically, players lashed out at creative decisions, from showing Master Chief's face to having the protagonist have relationships. Interesting. I'll have to do more. Yeah. I'll I'll have to do some more digging. Um, yeah. But interesting, interesting, interesting. All right. So um, let's talk a little bit about Quan here, because to me, she was easily the worst part of season one in a season that had a lot of things to complain about. And they have managed to go, at least for me, through three episodes from going, oh, my God, she is annoying to, yeah, I just really don't care. She's not annoying, but they, whatever they have done, whether or not this was the plan all along, or if they've made some adjustments because of the feedback, I don't care. The, the parts with her in this episode were so boring and she is, and I hate to do this, but this character, I'm not saying it's the actress. I, I, I don't know what else she is in. I have not watched a single thing. But in this show and this character, there is no presence with this character whatsoever. There is nothing that happens here that makes me root for this character, have any interest in what she's going to mean to the overall story. And it doesn't help that. And again, I know it's a kid, but my God, when they're trying to get out of there, and they are trying to get to that ship. And now, now, this is when that kid's going to be like, well, where are we going? Where is my dad? Are we scared? Well, are we nervous? Are we scared now? Well, what's happening? Like, are we there yet? Yes, like, of all times, you, you guys didn't say anything. You didn't say, look, we need to get out of here, or anything. You wait until you're in, like... All of a sudden, he's going to start asking these questions. Um, those scenes were just, were really bad, I thought. And they're so uninteresting that I couldn't even be bothered to pay attention to the 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 cast names of the other characters. The The ship that was, you know, looking for them. Like, the girl with the black hair with her belly showing. I was like, oh my god, you are the typical supposed to be badass woman and you're not Um, you're uninteresting. You're, you're literally a trope right now.
1: Um, Yeah. There's no depth to any of those pirates at all whatsoever. Like they're that whole section of this was, was boring. Um, You know, Soren's wife, Lara, you know, you, you kind of like as a parent, I could, I could identify with her trying to make sure that her son stayed safe, no matter what. Uh, trying to, you know, save her spouse. Like I, I kind of understood some of that. I I identified a little bit with some of that, but overall this whole bit was kind of boring Uh, to me. I, 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 it was very skippable. I didn't like most of it. I, it didn't engage me, I guess is how I would really say it Mm -hmm. up until Quan Ha goes all Patrick Bateman. And then I was in, and then I was like, okay, like, I think I'm a little interested now.
0: Yeah. It, it still didn't give me, enough just for the simple fact that i just really really thought i still really think she is the worst part of the show the worst part of the show the the absolute worst part of the show um it's the least interesting
1: character the least interesting plot it doesn't feel like it ties into anything think about how much time in season one was spent Mm -hmm about madrigal and all of the mystical crap that was on madrigal and her family's birthright to rule madrigal and all this other stuff think about all the stuff that happened there and they just glassed it in a throwaway line in episode one like they wasted so like it makes it almost unrewatchable when you think about like how much time was spent on that and now it's like completely moot like it doesn't even
0: matter anymore and it meant nothing right exactly and I I just I don't know It, it is so uninteresting it is so yeah like if they never showed any of that stuff
1: again like if that character just disappeared wasn't in episode four wasn't in the rest of this Like, on one hand, you'd kind of go, hey, what are they doing with that? But would it really upset you? Like, you would kind of go, well, that's curious. But you wouldn't be like, and now I'm mad. I'm going to write a a sternly worded tweet about it. Like, no, you're not going to do that. You're just going to be like, oh, okay, that's a a choice. Uh, All right. Yeah. But you're not going to be upset about it.
0: (laughs) No, not at all. And I just, who knows? Maybe, maybe they can. Maybe they can turn it around. But I just don't, I don't think I'm ever going to be team Quan. I just can't see no. it happening. Um, no, I'm
1: a little, I'm a little interested, uh, you know, if she's got, if she's got the capability to slice and dice a bit, um, maybe, maybe I'm a little interested, maybe, you know, maybe Quan and Lara, you know, tear a hole in the galaxy and, and somehow or the way that, that Soren gets sprung and Halsey gets sprung and it's because of them that Halsey gets to go back to, you know, full on space Cruella DeVille. Um, <laughs> you know, if that's, if that's how it happens, like, all right, maybe, maybe that could work.
0: hmm. Now I, so the other thing that happened here is, is clearly the ending of this episode kind of leaves you on a cliffhanger, but my thoughts going into like going towards the end of this episode were, are you kidding me? We are going to sit here and find another reason to not have master chief be master chief in another goddamn episode or two of a halo show because the, Oh, you're, you know, you're grounded with no orders until further, like until a psych evaluation and all this stuff. And I'm like, you're really going to keep this guy from being master chief for what? Two, three, four more episodes, like however long it's going to go. Um, now, the ending of this episode would definitely lead you to believe otherwise, where it feels like from episode four, because how many is this? Is this eight
1: uh, that are in this season? Uh, yeah, I had it right in front of me. Let me check it real quick. Um, yes, there
0: are eight episodes this season. So it does kind of feel. But hmm, I mean, we also said this about season one. Um it does feel like we are about to ramp up here and really go maybe at least for next episode where we're going to get some. All right. I got to like, you know what? We'll settle this later, but get back in the damn suit. Clear, you know, clear the road and we're going to see some master chief.
1: Yeah. Let's, you know, let's get him, uh, let's get him back in the Mjolnir armor. Let's get him with his, his squad. You know, let's, let's put an assault rifle in his hands and some grenades on his belt and uh, you know, get a warthog out there with somebody on the turret. Like let's, let's see that happen. You know, I I think next episode is called reach. That is the name of the, of the fourth episode. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm predicting that we're going to have some action. I'm predicting that we're going to be I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that next week we're going to be pretty excited about what we got. That there's going to be some good action. There's going to be some more of that halo ness that that we love from the games that we're hoping they choose to adapt. Let's let's get some great um, you know elite battles. Let's you know we really I don't feel like we've seen a ton of grunts in this in this series overall. Like we've seen some jackals for sure, but I don't feel like we've seen a lot of the grunts. Um, you know, let's, let's see more of the covenant. Let's see more of that. Let's, let's hope that this is good next week.
0: Yep. I, I I think so. Um, I, I do have a lot. Um, I have a lot of interest in episode four, uh, strictly because of the fact that, you know, again, he's in the church and the realization that yes you're right the covenant is here on reach they're already here um you you hear the you know you hear the message it's deciphered so to speak um which i really i want to see that god i would love because there's so many cool moments in the video games to see that almost thrown world scene where the prophets are talking about, you know, the great journey and there yeah. there's just some cool shots that we could get here in, in this show, depending on how far season two actually goes. Um, which I'm, I'm kind of curious. Are we, is season two kind of ending where the first video game really takes place where we're just going to be on the planet? because we thought that's maybe where season 1 was going to end. Yeah, we were way off.
1: Um we were we were way 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 off. Um you know, you think about um uh, Halo Reach, what that game was like. We could we could have a little bit of that, but <laughs> looking again at these episode titles uh, next week is called reach. After that is Illyria. Um, I mentioned that there's a, a book called ghosts of Onyx in the next uh, s- uh, episode. Six is called Onyx. And then we have Thermopylae, which is clearly uh, a reference to the, the 300 Spartans, by the way, there was way more than 300 of them there in, in the real battle. Um, and then the last one, halo um, you kind of wonder like, you know, how much of the, the fall of reach will we actually see? Um, how much will we get into some of the extra lore, the forerunners? like how much of that will we really get into? Uh, I, I, and maybe by the season finale, we're, we're actually, you know, master chief has his boots on the ring world.
0: Right. Um, Cause my concern is going to be, we're going to get, we're going to get reach falling next episode, but then the next two episodes after that are going to be similar to it's similar to this one in terms of it's a lot of dialogue. It's going to be a lot of reflecting back about, oh my God, reach is gone. All of those people. Um, And a lot of that stuff just hasn't interested me. My hope for, for the last episode is it's not just he steps foot on the, you know, the halo ring at the end of the episode, like for real, like, oh my God, season three is my hope is that, the beginning of it is they found out that this is what their search. The covenant is looking to go to the great, you know, to go to the ring. This is, you know, the halo ring is what they're after, what it means, what it represents. And the episode is on halo. Um, yeah, we'll see. But I do think that we're in for a little bit more of master chief in episode four. I, I hope so. And I hope that one of the other things we get is
1: a reason for him to fight. I'll explain what I mean. So far, you know, his other Spartan team, it seems like he's loyal to them. It seems as though he has some loyalty to Captain Keyes, although he really gets dressed down quite a bit when he's trying to reason with them and explain things. I I think he knows he's been lied to by Keyes. Obviously, Keyes was involved with Halsey I wouldn't say kidnapping him, but yeah, kind of kidnapping him because they, they replace him with a flash clone. So I think he's pretty much aware of that. So he knows keys, isn't a good dude. Halsey is clearly not a good person. Although I think there's still some loyalties there. Uh, Ackerson is clearly manipulating him and everybody else. And he's going to know that he already knows Ackerson lied. It's going to be blatantly obvious. So at this point, What does John one, one, seven have to fight for? Why is he going to risk his life? Like to who is he protecting? Like, what is, what is his motivation to fight right now? What is his motivation to continue to be the crazy good Spartan warrior? That's going to be the savior of humanity. It feels like every single person who's a part of the UNSC or part of his life, with the exception of his other Spartan team is like, Lying to him, manipulating him, stabbing him in the back, telling him he's crazy. All out, he's he's not having a good time <laughs> right now. I, I kind of want to see in the next episode something for him to fight
0: for. Right. And I, you know, you bring up a good point And I think they kind of painted themselves into you talking about that. I think they painted themselves into a corner with that the way that they've shown master chief in this show from season one until now, because before it was cool that he was just like in the games, it's just, he's the guy, you know, but showing more of this human side to him and having him, you know, have these emotions and everything like that. um, I I think you're absolutely right. You kind of need to see a reason why, why he's gonna fight. Like what is you know, what is it to get back with the team, so to speak. And again, I just I think there was a lot more there that they could have that they could have done to make this a little bit more invested. But I think you have a I think you have a really good point there. Yeah.
1: Hopefully we see something because even like Perez, you know, he shows up to try to get some more info out of her and she's lied. Mm -hmm. And now that's making his life even harder because people think he's
0: nuts. Yep. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, um, you know, it could, it could lead to something very good. It could backfire. So, you know, some of these choices, but, um, you know, th- there's a lot of questions for what we're going to see over episode four through eight. Um, and how quickly does a season three for, I, like, I cannot imagine any world, where we get a shock announcement that, well, season three is kind of up in limbo. Not sure if Paramount's going to do it. Um, That would be very shocking to me that that would happen.
1: Yeah. We haven't heard anything confirming or denying the existence of season three or the the possibility of season three. Um, But stranger things have happened. I mean, Batgirl was completely shot and ready to be
0: published basically. And, they burned the the film and just said, nope. But they released Madam Web. But, you know.
1: <laughs> and so, the Flash.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, Madam Webb's released because they have to release it so they can hold on to the Spider-Man rights and, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah. So, Rob, do you have any other show notes that you had or do you want to get to our ratings break? Let's go ahead and grab some popcorn. Alright, so uh, popcorn time here for our ratings is gonna, you know, be kind of in line with my last ones. I can't give this, even though I liked it more, and I did, I liked this episode more than I did episode one and two. I think it gave me a little bit more to grip onto, um, even if it was just kind of a little bit overall boring, uh, I feel like. I still had more things. I was like, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I like what they did here. I got a little bit more of the character motivation. Some of it made sense, even if overall it, you know, it wasn't perfect for sure. Um, but I would give this three buckets, um, which is higher than I rated episode one and two. Again, it's not a ton. It's, it's not a lot. It's a, it's a half bucket more, but I do feel that episode three showed some improvement uh, from episode one and two. So I give this three buckets. I'm going to go two and a half. Uh,
1: because of that major issue I have, not understanding where Ackerson's decision-making is coming from, I don't understand the benefit of this. I feel as though as the season goes on, there's a possibility it could start to make sense. Uh, but as of right now, you know, I, I don't want to have to read expanded lore for things to make sense. I want them to just make sense. In their own moment. So this is this being a little bit different. Perhaps they do justify it down the road. It feels hard for me for them to be able to do it. Um, But there were some things that did work here. There's some things that, again, I'm excited about next week. So uh, it's not it's not terrible. I'm excited to see what happens. I I hope we get some good stuff, but I I can't go more than two and a half just because I'm, I'm just not understanding how the logic makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, um, I, I totally do get your point. Um, I am excited too. And that's not a word I've used a lot with this show, (laughs) but uh, I am excited for episode four. And I, I think there was some, there were some crumbs here that actually make me excited for the rest of the season. So I think that is, I think that is a good sign. Hopefully it's not, it doesn't go against me, but I think they've done better. And I think through three episodes for season two, um, I think the first three episodes of season two are better than the first three episodes of season one. I do feel that they've done a better job. Um, Now, is it still? It's not the show that I wanted. um, But so far, comparing season one, three episodes to season two. Season two is better. Yeah, I'll come with you on that. So uh, that will do it for this one. But, um, you know, for listeners, we'll be back next week with episode four uh but rob we are getting back to another series and i guess my my question is cuz we didn't actually confirm this with each other we're going to be doing another review tomorrow uh are we doing the scorpion king or are we doing the mummy 3 tomorrow I think let's do
1: Scorpion King. Let's keep it, uh, let's keep it sequential in the order it was released. Okay. And uh, we're going to, we're going to finish off the mummy series. Uh, We were, we were in it. We were excited about it. We had to put it on hiatus for a variety of different reasons. And I think it's time we get back to it. Let's get it finished off. Um, I'm I'm actually partway into my rewatch of the Scorpion King and I've, uh, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited to get back into hopefully a little more uh, routine because uh, it's uh, it's fun doing this. It's fun uh, interacting with listeners. It's uh, it's really a great time to be able to bring you this content. Um, we really just I think it's the the coolest thing that um, there's people all over the all over the world that are hearing these words right now. And uh, and if you are one of those people and you have thoughts that you would like to share with us, uh, you can do that in a variety of different ways. Certainly, you can leave a review for the show anywhere you are downloading it. I would certainly love to hear from you your thoughts on each individual episode, the show as a whole. But you can email the show, mgttmpodcast at gmail.com. Just the initials for Matt Goes to the Movies podcast at gmail.com. Give us your thoughts. Maybe you can explain it to me like I'm five. Why? Ackerson does what he does and why it's justified. If you have a reason for it, Uh, If you if there's something that's pretty obvious that I'm missing, uh, please tell us what it is. I would love to hear. I would love to know. Are you enjoying this series as a whole? Uh, Is it better than you thought? Especially I would love to hear from people who are watching the show, but did not play the game. I would love to hear from somebody like that, what their thoughts are of it, uh, if they're just enjoying it, if we should just shut up because it's not the the show we wanted. Uh, You can also check out the show on all of your favorite social media channels any of the good ones you can find Matt goes to the movies there, like subscribe, share, do all of those things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Let us know what you think. Let us know if there's something where you're like, Hey, I'd love to see you review this. Um, And we'll certainly see, you know what those movies are, but uh, thank you very much for tuning in this episode. And we're going to have a new one very quickly as we jump back into the mummy series. So listeners until next time,